You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for July 12th. In the 1960s and 70s, if you were looking for campy science fiction, you could always find it in the works of prolific film and television producer Irwin Allen, dubbed the Master of Disaster. From prehistoric creatures to capsizing ocean liners to time travel to a world of giant humans, Irwin Allen made a career out of two things, science fiction tropes and massive on-screen chaos. He had a successful career in both documentary filmmaking and variety television shows, before turning his attention to big-screen genre spectacles for his new employer, 20th Century Fox, beginning in 1960 with The Lost World. A hallmark of Allen had always been his extensive use of stock footage, and this was no exception. Many of his later works would then reuse any new effects made for The Lost World. After the success of The Lost World, Allen decided to capitalize on the public fascination with a new and secretive technology, nuclear-powered submarines. With their ability to remain submerged for weeks at a time, and the capability to make journeys never before possible, the subs were front-page news around the world. USS Nautilus and USS Skate conquered the North Pole from below, and USS Triton circumnavigated the globe without surfacing. Playing on the massive public interest in these accomplishments, Allen took elements of them, along with the recent discovery of the Van Allen radiation belt surrounding the planet, and put together a special effects-laden spectacular like nothing seen before. On June 12, 1961, the movie-going public was invited to join the officers and crew of the United States Oceanographic Survey submarine Seaview, an atomic-powered wonder conceived by one of America's greatest minds, Admiral Harriman Nelson. After surfacing at the North Pole, Seaview begins a 96-hour submerged trial with no outside contact. When the sub surfaces, they discover that one of the Van Allen belts is on fire and that humanity is in grave peril of extinction as global temperatures rise uncontrollably and worldwide devastation is rampant. A plan is hatched by Nelson and his friend Commodore Emery to fire a nuclear missile at the burning belt to oversaturate it with radiation, but other scientific minds think this plan is suicidal and will destroy the world. A race across and beneath the ocean ensues, along with sabotage, betrayal, murder, mines, and a last-second launch of the missile to extinguish the fire in the sky. While the film had numerous issues with its science and lackluster critical reviews, it was a moderate financial success. Allen would make other films, but as Fox began to shift their focus to television production, Allen shifted his focus as well. The sets and models for Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea had been an enormous investment, and Fox and Allen had chosen to keep them intact after the film's production ended. As a result, the decision was easily made to reuse the sets and other materials for a new TV series, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. With a new cast and backstory, but many of the same characters, as well as the return of the nuclear research submarine Seaview, Voyage premiered in 1964 and became Allen's longest-running television show. The first black-and-white season had some of the most intriguing plots, but seasons 2 through 4 are the best-known, with their Monster of the Week format and the newly added, and also nuclear-powered, Flying Submarine. 
Allen, ever the master of reusing existing footage and material, even reused much of the original film's shots and story in the season 2 episode, The Skies on Fire. The 1961 film version of Voyage was the true beginning of a generation of Irwin Allen journeys, filled with monsters, disasters, espionage, fantastic worlds, and lots of stock footage. Some of those journeys were the pinnacle of camp, while others remain true classics, and they all began aboard the submarine Sea View on its voyage to the bottom of the sea. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for July 12th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.